0: cinema subtext back for episode two episode two as this is part of our class project one of our uh, team members Sam Cattenhorn is here with us
1: hello what's going on everyone Yeah, Sam will be popping in and out it you know it (laughs) as this thing's growing
2: we've only we're sitting in a room in a library here at UVU and there's only two microphones so we're gonna be a lot of talking but um, Sam's a smart dude so I'm I'm sure you got a lot of stuff to say right yeah thanks man last episode we talked about brooklyn nine nine which is hilarious uh and this episode we're hitting up new girl
0: it's gonna be awesome you know a little background on uh on new girl they it's uh, three friends that have known each other for you know a majority of their lives are in a in a loft and um a girl um played by uh zoe de is that yeah.
2: Is it Deschanel? Deschanel.
0: Chanel. And her name's Jess Day. And uh, she is moving into the apartment with those three other guys.
2: You've got Schmidt, who's played by Max Greenfield. Um, Nick Miller, played by Jake Johnson. Uh, and then uh, you've got Winston, Winston Bishop. Bishop. Winnie the Bish, played by Lamore Morris. Nick and Winston have been friends since like third grade. From Chicago, they move out there to Los Angeles. Nick is a writer, actually. You find out uh, later on.
0: I think it's a lawyer. I think he was in law school, <laughs> drops out.
2: That's what it was. Yeah. He was a lawyer, yeah. drops out because he didn't want to like be tied down to that stuff. He wants to be a, ri- a writer, right? Schmidt um, was Nick's roommate in college, and wants to move out to Los Angeles to become like this superstar millionaire, right? That's like his dream. Moving out to L.A., you know, Los Angeles, the city of dreams. It's that that place where people want to go and and create, I don't know, be the next big thing. Um, I don't know what it is about that show, but it speaks to me in a personal level. Would it be fair to say that it's like an exaggeration of real life people? I mean, you've got someone like Nick Miller who goes all the way through law school, literally one semester left, and then just drops out because he doesn't want to do it anymore he wants to go find himself so he just he wants to be a writer in Los Angeles right schmidt used to be super fat crazy fat but in the show he's this like <laughs> egotistical career obsessed dude
0: yeah and i mean he was picked on too a ton and that's kind of he talks about that through the all the shows how he's kind of overcome that and now he never lets people pick on him because he's Always doing push-ups, pull-ups. He's in the gym all they, the time. You know they
2: have they have a a douchebag jar. Yes, in the loft for any time he says something something stupid. Like, have you seen my other timepiece? You know, oh, he has his shirt <laughs> off,
0: sitting <laughs> in the in the on the couch.
2: Yeah, but he just he, he's super in his appearance. Um, but I I freak. I'm that guy sometimes. You know, like just self-image is important sometimes, but they just take that personality and they blow it up.
0: He kind of, for me, Schmidt is, he's one of my favorite characters. He, his lines and little um, one-liners are amazing.
2: He's a one-line gold (laughs) mine.
0: Exactly. And and he just makes your life happy. Just his smile. He's always smiling in the show and just happy about life. It's it's awesome.
2: My wife asked me a question, and I couldn't answer it. If you had to choose a favorite, Winston, Nick, or Schmidt, and think about it for a second. Because for me, the more I thought about it, the harder it got.
0: It is a tough, (laughs) tough question. But, like, for me, though, like, I just love Schmidt. I love Everything he does, uh, Nick and like Winston, they are they have some funny times, but for the m- majority, Schmidt is just consistent with his 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 jokes. And
2: do you think that's the writing, or do you think that's Max Greenfield just bringing it, bringing his A game every time?
0: I don't know. That's a tough. That's a tough question. I just I don't you know I don't know him personally and haven't been around him too much.
2: I want to talk about the casting of this show. So what you guys are going to find out last time we talked about Brooklyn nine, nine, um, you're going to notice there are so many extras or character actors in this show that are also in the office. Sam, have you seen the office? Yeah. Like, you, like so, so the show, it, it's not someone that's like main character, like Jim Halpert, you know, John Krasinski or Michael Scott, Steve Carell. But it's like um, Oscar from The Office is in the sh- like one episode. Uh, Angela from The Office is in New Girl, um, and then a bunch of extras from Brooklyn Nine Nine. You got some people that show up. Um, people from the th- uh, one of the shows we'll be talking about in the future, which is Parks and Rec. Right? Um, have you seen Parks and Rec before? Here in in New Girl, a lot of people from The Office and. Um, now that I think about it, from Brooklyn Nine Nine, show up in this episode, so you got to wonder if it's like this closed circle.
0: You even get some other celebrities as well, like Rob, Rob Riggle, Jessica Biel. You know, there's all there's all sorts of little special pop-ups. cameos. Yeah, that
2: like little can. roles, a couple of different like professional athletes that and, show up.
0: And for the most part, like I feel they're totally opposite of who they are. Like in the episode where Jessica Biel shows up, she's trying to. Um, compete with Jess to get the the uh, best man's attention. Yeah, yeah, and totally just saying all these rude things like I'm smarter than you, better than very you, very
2: like uppity, uppity.
0: Which I don't feel like she is. There's no the way, way. I see.
2: When you're married to Justin Timberlake, like, like life is good. Life is good. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I mean, the, the the casting is so funny that the um you get to love these characters throughout the. That's, whoever this is, I and I'm sorry for the listeners who listen to this, I, we should probably do more research, but the writers of these shows, The Office, New Girl, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, the character development of these shows is so amazing. Like, I've watched The Office probably ten times or more, right, the whole series, because the character development is so good. Like, and here with New Girl, you've got, they learn things, they grow and they change just awesome
0: And essentially you kind of feel they become part of your your family if you if you could say you can relate to at least two to three of them on a every episode that oh man i went through that same i'm going through that same thing or, experience yeah
2: and they touched on things like breakups new relationships uh they get um you know engagements weddings jobs you know common everyday things and they write it into the scripts it's just awesome.
0: Even that awkward where you're dating one of the friends in your group yeah. and then you break up and it's yeah. it's hard.
2: They have a <laughs> they've got this like contract that the dudes wrote that they would not have a relationship with Jessica Day because of that very thing and there's you know there's some drama with all of that and things uh, the, the show is so good. It's on um it's on Netflix and it's also on Hulu. But the latest season is not on Netflix. You need to be a Hulu person to get onto that. As a reminder, the genesis of this show—it's a college class, right? It's for communications, and the whole thing is just—it's supposed to be an analysis on the things that are commonplace for us. In this case, television, movies, how it influences the culture. Of well, I would say America. I don't know how you know if we could get into the culture of the world. I guess, but anyway, that's what this show is about. Just kind of what we're seeing here. There's a lot of major points that the show is making in terms of of cultural influence
0: one of the one of the topics is i mean would for me it would be like bullying um and um like in the first you know three four episodes we kind of see how schmidt has been bullied his whole life meets nick and he's a weird guy doing all these weird things but nick just loves him and they he you know, he specifically says he's like he was just around, and then he was always he around. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and so I feel like it shows that how you know just by a kind act kind of helps change a person's life. You know, by being friendly, even if you know you they're not the norms. You know, uh, social norms.
2: Yeah, you know, I I don't want to. Get into the the common vernacular that is talked about all the time, but you know there is a real concern when it comes to social media and um, FOMO. You know what I'm saying? Like this need to to be a certain something. Um, Authenticity is hard to portray because you're you're essentially trusting someone. You know you're having to let your walls down. And I think one of the reasons why Nick and Schmidt get along super well is they're very, very authentic people. You know, Schmidt is super fat. Nick is kind of a weirdo, but he's very real. And that's why they click super well, He's being yeah. authentic.
0: I agree
2: 100%. Another thing I, I, I would love to draw some attention to is <laughs> they, they really do make a, a point of just writing phenomenal writing, um, making these... Um, social stances, I guess, or awareness in a very healthy way, um, with things that people are dealing with. For example, there's this one episode that, um, Winston, um, he is the only black guy in the loft. And there's this scene where him and Schmidt, who is the, as white Jew stereotype as it gets. And I can say that without anybody getting hurt, because they play on that big time in the show. Oh, yeah. um, and he just notices that he's talking, Winston's talking to other black people, and he seemed, quote-unquote, more lively, you know, more himself. And Schmidt's like, guys, we need to give Winston a chance to be his blackest self. Are we? Are we giving him a chance? And so he just has this opportunity to be like, hey, I want to, like, Winston, let's just go out tonight. Let's go out tonight and, and get what you want. And he's like, Winston's like, I'm, what did he say? I'm I'm feeling Indian, Indian food. Why don't we just go ahead and get like some some good Southern food? You know? Yeah. No, I I want Indian Schmidt like Southern Indian. That's what I want. <laughs> and then Winston catches up on this and he sees what Schmidt is doing and so he uses it to prank him. And he's like, you know what? I, I could just I could just really go for some crack. <laughs> There's just nothing better than the sweet, sweet taste of crack running through your lungs. And obviously that's not the case, you know, but he sees what he wants. He sees what Schmidt's doing. He's like, okay, let's do this and just milks it for the whole episode. Right. Is just him playing off this. And then they have a heart to heart at the end of the episode, right? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about or no?
0: I I can't remember all the, the details on that one.
2: At the end of the episode. Winston makes a good point and is like like Schmidt I've been black my entire life. Like and I'm doing it the way I'm doing it, right? It's it's for me. It's my own thing. Right? And man, I look, I I hope this rubs some people the wrong way. <laughs> I really do because this is going to stimulate conversation. Right. The only thing, the only thing that is not welcome on this podcast, ladies and gentlemen, is is ad hominem. That's when you start attacking me as a person. If you do that, you've got nothing to say. No points. Right. So if you have a way to correct the way I'm communicating, this cool. But like, for me, it's like, I I am as white as it gets. My family's from Finland, (laughs) like Finland, Scandinavia. Right. I grew up in Kansas City, where a lot of my friends were. Tongans, black guys, you know, one of my really good friends, Hucky Mosby, like, I, I'm aware of the African American culture, right? Um, but he makes some great points, right? I've been black my entire life. When we saw the cops coming, we just ran. It was a thing that we did. Yeah, it, it was a reaction. And I can't relate to that, like, in the slightest. I mean, let's get real for a second. What are you, Dominican? Yeah. Right? Do you feel that at all in any way? Being Dominican or is it just not the same?
0: Um, nah, I don't. Or it, do they? It's more of like a getting classified like as a Hispanic. You know what I mean? Like it's that's because it's like for me, I don't consider. You shouldn't ever, but like considering that you know blacks are are less than anybody. You know what I mean? But the world really feels sometimes that Hispanics are less than you know than Americans. Or Can you like
2: expound that. on less? Because that's where I get a little uncomfortable because I'm like, what do you mean by less? I guess
0: like um, less valued because they're trying to, you know, if they are illegal or whatnot, they have that like um, those options and where black people are American, you know, most of them are American or they're here. You know what I mean? And so they they don't have that. um, They're not trying to get sent back to, you know, their countries. And so I feel that um, it's more of like if I was – you know, when I first meet somebody, they're all, hey, are you Polynesian? Are you black? And I'm like, no, I'm Hispanic. And it just kind of changes. It's it's like a BYU to UVU thing, you know, where BYU, it's like, oh, great, good job. You know, Where for those of you that don't know, BYU is Brigham Young University. And then UVU is Utah Valley University. And if you go to UVU, it's a little bit, you know, looked down upon. And so that's just kind of my, my take on Sorry, that. Sorry, what's looked
2: down upon? Like what?
0: Going to UVU versus going to
2: BYU. Oh, that's, pro- that's probably true.
0: Oh, it's definitely like, true.
2: Like, oh, yeah, you transferred from BYU to, you, to UVU? Why? I mean, Why you, did you do that?
0: If you talk to any mom and you say, they, you say, oh, yeah, I'm going to school. Oh, are you going to BYU? And then you're like,
2: no, uh, Utah Valley University.
0: Like, oh, good for you.
2: What did you do wrong?
0: <laughs> it's like,
1: I always have this joke. Uh, for BYU students I say, oh, well, you don't have the grades to make it into UVU.
2: <laughs> you know, and, and it should be that, right? It should be just based on academic, academics, but like, you're right. It's, it's like, um, oh, by the way, um, BYU is a, is a private institution. It's, it's owned and uh, operated by the LDS Church, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Um, and because of that, they require the students, it's kind of like a Catholic school in a way right where they I mean they don't have like uniforms or anything but they require them to live the same um what's the word moral standards as the church right so like no like practicing abstinence you know um no sex before marriage no drinking alcohol coffee tea all that stuff and so i i think that when you have someone that is here in at UVU and is like a young college student you say oh i'm going to UVU The immediate assumption is like, oh, I assume A, you're a member of the church, B, you're doing something wrong, or C, you're just not good enough as a student.
0: Every time.
2: time. Aren't you from Provo? Yeah. Did you get that growing up? Like, what was the expectation at at Provo High? Bulldogs. Good good Bulldogs.
0: I mean, it's... You're trying you know, you're trying to you're trying to get out of Utah, you know, but if that fallback was just like, hey, you can just go to UVU, it's all good. Like they accept everybody.
1: Do you do you feel less that you go to UVU, Morgan?
0: I personally don't because I mean I have my beef with BYU, but you know what's that
2: beef? Real talk. <laughs> Real talk. What's the beef?
0: I just feel like So when you drive, this is an example. When you drive through our parking lot of UVU, most of the students actually look up and and look at your car and make sure you're not going to run them over. You go up to BYU, these people, they, sorry, I didn't mean to use these people, but they feel that they're higher than life. Don't school shame, Morgan. They feel that they're higher than life, and they can just walk out, and your car's not going to do anything to them. And you know, just kind of things like that. Or even when, for example, back in the day when I was dating people, it was hard for me to date girls that went to BYU because they I tell why that's be, interesting because they they know they have options.
1: Yeah, especially with all these Provo All Stars out there that just think they're the the greatest thing ever. Um, think they're the hottest thing out there.
2: Provo All Star. That that's 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 Utah jargon, right? That's so. What is your definition of Provo All Star?
1: Uh, Provo All Star is someone that does summer sales, walks around with like a huge watch, um, and is like, "Hey, bro, can I take you out to lunch, man? Um, let me let me buy you some free lunch and come make twenty grand this summer." Definitely. Also, all yeah, that money.
0: One thing else is they ha- they have that Vasa membership. They're up.
1: Oh yeah, I can't can't forget the Vasa membership. <laughs> Vasa is where it's at, dude.
0: Um, they're pulling in three, four girls, and they're just playing them all. And you know, it's it's a it's a serious serious thing. Identity. It's a serious identity.
2: With this, see right here. This conversation we just had. This is the kind of stuff that when you step back and look at shows like New Girl, you're talking about a real tangible culture that exists. And it's it's shows like this that are making commentary on that type of stuff. Um, it's almost like. They're using it as a platform to make things more comfortable for people.
0: Oh yeah, because just an example, Schmidt would be a Provo All Star.
2: Oh, hands down. The only thing, and the only thing, Sam, um, Sam hit the description on the head. The, the only thing that he didn't mention was like they're like spray tans, you know, like <laughs> yeah, um, they're super jacked, or at least they try to be lifted trucks. You know, Schmidt is like, like whew, parkour, you know, like check out the abs, man. I was trying to, uh, he's like watching security footage. Oh, that was back when I was trying to add an extra ab muscle right there. Oh, right. Yeah. Glutes are done, my man. You want to come to the stairwell with me and work out your calves? Yeah. He's like, no, I'm good, man. He's like, yeah. looks him up and down. You sure? Oh yeah. You sure?
0: Tells that tells Nick that all the time.
2: With New Girl, something else that's really, really cool about this show, I think it's amazing. They they choose people that are in their late thirties. I would almost say or early thirties, I would almost say it's like the the friends of the of the thousands era. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Like, do you watch Friends? Yeah. The hit sitcom of the late nineties, early thousands.
0: I mean, it was, it's everybody's favorite thing, you know, but I I definitely agree that I feel that they, I feel like they portray the, that age as just your prime time, like, you know, thirties and it's just your prime time to be finding somebody to marry, you know,
2: somebody to marry, dream career. There's an episode even where Jessica Day and her friend, Cece, who's a model, um, they find out that Cece doesn't have a lot of eggs left because she's 30. Yeah. So she starts freaking out. she's like, "Oh my gosh, I have to find a dude I have to find him. I have to get married right but where before she was being, being very blase about wanting to be a mom and have you know have a be married because yeah. she's a model she wants to explore and all that stuff, and then she later on actually goes ends uh, up going back to school goes yeah. you know' talk about she goes yeah. back to college. I want to try and keep my comments as general as possible i don't know who's going to hear this but since we're here in utah that's a big deal i mean you got like my sister-in-law for example is 25 and she's freaking out that she's not married right but she's a baller at new skin right now killing it but she's freaking out about marriage
0: it's and that's a cultural thing here that i don't feel is anywhere else you know i feel that especially here in utah with all the um the lds um members and church and you know their leadership here it's it's just so enforced that if you know once you pass 23 you know it's you're the like a black sheep
2: it's that same question of why aren't you at why are you at uvu why why aren't you at byu and then why aren't you married because you're you know you're this age
0: what's wrong with you (laughs) you know
2: you say that but it's true. Oh it is. You know. What what what's going on? Like are you just like weird or <laughs> like I, and I my defense to that if I if I may like I I think it happens anywhere where there's a a large concentration of any religion. For example, like over in Rome, the Catholics. I guarantee you they do stuff that is not specific to the church. You know what I'm saying? You cross over from religion and lifestyle to culture which is super toxic and i think that's what shows like new girl are trying to frame is that a, is that a stretch i don't think so no they're trying to frame um what is reality and the things that people are actually going through and what matters um which are things like relationships jess jessica day talks about them being a family even though there's roommates yeah and they, they deal through these problems together. Yeah, oh,
0: I mean, like, it's really they're with them, you know, 24-7. That's like, you know, they'll have a, a few pop-ins where their family shows up. But for the most part, they're with them all the time. And that's, they, it really portrays
2: that they are a family. That's a really, really good point. To your point, it seems like there's, there's a lot of inclination to, to draw away from social circles. When you're in a tough spot, which is weird, like the reaction is to actually like close yourself off. But the truth is like you get support from the people around you. Yeah, Something that I I just realized, like we are sitting on a gold mine right now talking about culture. Granted, New Girl is a national, and I would even say international thing. But I mean, the vein we're on right now is Utah. I mean, let's stick with it. Um, you're born and raised, Provo, Utah, yep. right? Heart of, and that's like next level, right? You've got like Utah, which is, High concentration of LDS people, and then you've got Utah Valley, Provo, which is like next level concentration. Oh yeah, right. The bubble. The bubble, right? And it's a real thing. I'm from Kansas City, right? I grew up in the LDS Church, so at least there's some familiarity there. Sam, you're from
1: Albuquerque, New Mexico. Just growing up in Albuquerque, I think there was like four LDS kids, and then coming here, um, it's it's a huge culture. Shock. So, Sam, you say that it's a, a culture shock. You
0: know what? I guess what were some of the big differences that you saw coming coming into Utah?
1: Just growing up in Albuquerque, like I said, being one of the four Mormons in my high school, just being kind of on the football team and being one of the more active members of the high school, um, people always just looked at me as that Mormon kid or um, the Mormon.
2: Side note: Mormon is a, a nickname given by. Society for members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So for those that don't know, like Mormon is in reference to that organization.
0: And then I guess with coming here to UVU um, and living here, you know, how how has that transition been? Has it been the same now that you're surrounded by more LDS members or, you know, in the community? I'd,
1: I'd say it's it's been an easy adjustment. I don't feel like I'm an outsider or anything. Um, but I'd say that I I prefer living in a culture where there's less members of the church. That being said, I I think a lot of people judge here in Utah. It's a little bit harder being a part of the culture.
2: It's almost like blurred lines. You have the institution, the religion, the the philosophy, right, and the belief, and then you get here, and all of a sudden there's this blurred line between what is part of that organization and what is only here because of the culture yeah
1: that's that's a great point now morgan what do you think like compared to my to my situation
2: yeah bulldog well, provo born and
1: raised i have my
0: you know my opinions on it, and i agree 100 percent that the community and culture is super judgy here because they are can you
2: quantify judgy
0: Judgy would be, so in in the religion, I am a member of the LDS church. Um, there are certain requirements and things that you're supposed to live and follow. And, you know, if you decide not to do that, you are a black sheep, you know. And, for example, like in the church, you you serve at mission. and that's Yeah, like a, a mission, like a Christian mission trip. Yeah, you go out for two years and um, you teach the people – um, the gospel and the message that the uh, LDS um, church has. Did you do that? Did you go? I did. Where'd you go? I went to North Carolina.
2: North
1: Carolina. You left for two years?
0: Yep. And I left when I was at 19 years old. Kind of put my life on pause.
1: I didn't serve a mission here it, being in Utah. So I just, I, I kind of think that brings up like another point of me being like the black sheep, not going on a mission. Um, And it's kind of made it difficult, and I've kind of been seen as an outcast and kind of a a black sheep just not going on a mission because something's wrong with me, but I'm doing okay.
2: This is a blessing because we've got three amazing perspectives, and if I could, and if, if this is too abrupt, my bad, tie it all the way back around. It's these shows like New Girl, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, frankly, even movies now, like the one uh, you were just talking about the l- last episode, um, uh, the one with Kevin Hart, blo- uh, Ooh, Upside, Upside, right, yes. um, where they are commenting on keeping that blurred line between, like, what is culture and what is, like, actual ethics and morals, right? yeah. Because the truth of the matter is that's what keeps society flowing, right? Is like actual true morals and ethics and agreement of those, right? Because if you're in those morals and ethics and following those decisions that way, you're not going to be judgy.
0: What I really like with New Girl is that it shows that, you know, there's a lot of people in this world that feel that they don't need anybody. They don't need people supporting Mm. them. They don't need family. But as you can see in this show, they all go through some pretty tough times. And they themselves, you know, plus their family support, they doesn't doesn't really show that there. But with them in that loft, they all come together. They brainstorm and they think of the best solution to help them, you know, overcome those problems.
1: Yeah, there's that one episode where I I think Jess gets asked out on a date and um, she gets she gets bailed on the next day. And all the all the guys come get her and help her out and comfort her and uh kind of shows some unity within that.
2: Oh, that's right. They um it's like a fan <laughs> they even call Schmidt the mom once yep. because he's the one that like cooks and cleans and stuff. And anyway, man, this is this is why this podcast is great. Again, um cinema subtext, the genesis of this whole thing was because of a class. I've loved this conversation. I think it's super fun, I think it's super healthy, and we're talking about these T V shows. <laughs> One thing else we do on this show, guys, is uh, product placement. Um, We talk about uh, what shows are doing to help uh, certain brands and companies build their businesses um, and influence consumer behavior. Um, And in New Girl, they are not subtle at
1: all with this product placement. Yeah, sometimes it's even a little like, "Eh." For sure. (laughs) I'd say even sketchy sometimes. Sketchy or (laughs)
2: just... Just not even, not subtle in the slightest. Like what? What's one of the brands that they, that is like right in your face? Ford.
0: Yeah, the Ford. Yeah, the Ford Focus. So in one of the episodes, the one that that I really thought was obnoxious was um, so Jess, um, her friend Cece is a model, and she, that the night before they went out and they were partying, and she had a shoot the next day for Ford, talking about how special the Ford Focus was. And, uh, they, they show up and literally the whole screen is a Ford focus on a little
2: rotating uh, rot-
0: platform. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing there's just, you can barely see like a few people, but it's just Ford focus. And then the, um, person that's, um, talking up the car, it talks it up for a good two minutes two minute, at least. While Jess is falling on the on the on the rotating wheel because she's never
2: worn those high of heels before, <laughs> uh, that's right. That see, that's what I'm talking about. Like the scene, literally, Sam. I don't know if you've seen this one, but they um, the scene is um, Jess is giving her friend Cece a hard time about being a model. It's like, oh, this is easy. It's not a real job, et cetera. Cece ends up getting um, really sick and can't do the job. Can't do the the, the ad. And so Jess is like, wait, I'll do it for you so you don't lose your job. And so because of that, Jess is having to experience how hard it is to actually be a model. But they use the writing to make the whole scene a freaking Ford ad. It's brilliant. They make it into the script, but it's a Ford ad that I bet you they paid a ton for and made a bunch of money. Yeah. And, that, and you know, and that's the real, the real
0: thought is, you know, how effective. You know, that's what kind of what we're talking about in this class is how effective are these ads to people.
2: Yeah. Ford marketing. Are you, if if you listen to this, like, like hit us up, like, do you actually, did you see an influx? Like when they aired this, did people buy the, the fourth fusion or did they, did you see a spike in sales or was it, is it just a matter of, of um, product placement to get it in your mind? So when you're ready to go, you know, or was it pretty instantaneous?
0: Yeah, that's a good thought. And then also the Um, The next one that we were talking about is in season four, episode 11, and um, Alex was the one that pointed this one out, and do you want to explain a little bit about that one?
2: Yeah, in this episode, Schmidt is using what can only be a MacBook Pro, true? Yeah. I mean, like, you're going to know, it it is a MacBook Pro, Um, but the Apple, the iconic Apple logo that lights up, is covered with a sticker, like... (laughs) Covering every dollar they can, like up, oh, if like you know, if if you're not going to pay us money, then we're not going to advertise your logo, right? Oh, yeah. They're putting a sticker, and I was like, dude, that's covered up, right? And you didn't notice it the first time, right? No, I did. I, like I was... it's just there. You'll notice it. Like every single episode of everything, the logos are covered up unless you see it and you know there was some cash thrown that way. Yeah. I mean, is that a fair assessment? Oh, yeah. I would say it is. In fact, I was just watching Suits. You know that TV show, Mm -hmm. Suits? That it's not covered up. Any Apple product is not only not covered up, but featured. Like when they're holding an iPhone, it's right there. Mm -hmm. It's opened up, Apple logo's right there. Meaning that they, you know. They threw out there. They threw out the cash. Because they want Apple people to be like, oh, I am Harvey Specter. Which if I was, I'm.
0: Life would be good.
2: We should talk about that one next. We can. Oh, I'm down. In any case, they do feature those brands on that show, not in this one. Um, But again, it it just makes me wonder. Like we talked about this in the last episode. I I finished watching Iron Man. I feel like I'm Tony Stark. I'm jacked. I'm rich. I'm smart. You know? Um, Are these people seeing an influence, a change in the consumer product?
0: Yeah, and... For those of you that don't know it's it's kind of a hard statistic to to find. We've been talking about this that you know only those companies you know kind of really release that. But we're going to by the end of this pod, podcast series we're hoping that we can crack the case,
2: crack and, that code
0: and find out what the real deal is. Kind of one of the the other ones that we saw in the same episode was there
2: another Ford Fusion ad. And this one was right in your face too. I mean like the you get in the car. One of the characters is like, "Hey, this is a nice Ford Fusion you got here." That's an exact line.
0: And he's like, "What are those? What are those trees? What are those trees on that screen?" He's like, "Oh, it coaches you how to drive more efficiently." The character's name is Coach in the episode, and so they make this little uh, Schmidt makes Joke. His, yeah little commentary. Oh, Coach, your name's on that car, and so it's just it's just funny, you know. They they really try to. Tie it in, but also at the same time, you're just like, man, that is just blatant, straight product placement there
2: for that. advertising yeah. for this, man. Ford, listen to cinema subtext and t- shoot it straight, guys. Are you seeing something from this? That's what we want to know.
0: Well, we're grateful that you guys listen to our podcast. We hope that you've learned some things and and felt inspired to uh, to be more culturally involved and notice where
2: ads are being placed and how effective they are yeah it's it's ads um, the the messages that these shows are sending uh, and advocating for positive change in every social issue that I can think of whether that's race sexuality um, uh, economic class um, that's what this is for is to analyze this and hopefully um, like you're saying Morgan that people that listen to this are, are getting at least some heightened awareness you know are you, are you being influenced? Are you allowing it to make a difference? Um, I don't know. Passing it on, I guess.
1: Yeah. Happy March, everyone. Thanks for tuning in with us. Catch us next week.